0: 100 percent doobie doobie doo good morning to everybody in the chat i can't um you know we have the best production quality here um i might need to restart this computer that's been turned on for the last three years uh because i can't see myself on the webcam again Uh, so oh dead man says five by five it must be good so does tim hansen it's all good hansen Remember that that Umba band? Tim, are you part of that band? Anyway, it's uh, the twentieth December of uh, twenty twenty-three, and we're gonna do the brief. Uh, we're gonna. <laughs> let me be honest. We are going to attempt to do the brief. There is a spirit of silliness in the air this morning, and mm, well, you get what you pay for, and the brief is free. So. Uh, Israel is hot on the warpath, vowing that their efforts will not cease until the rest of the 129 hostages are free and Hamas is eradicated, according to their official statements. The conflict has officially spread further than the horrors of the Gaza Strip, though, with the Iran-backed Houthis attacking vessels in the Red Sea. You remember about a month ago or so, I was like, you guys should learn about uh, the Houthis and uh, their, their Yemeni. Rebels, terrorist group, um, yeah. Anyway, they've had it. The Houthis have had enough. Now, in response to the spreading conflict, a multinational naval operation has been formed to protect the key flow of commercial goods patrolling the Southern Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. During the announcement of this operation, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, quote, This is an international challenge that demands collective action, end quote. Why do we got to use words like collective action? No. Again, remember, see previous brief, uh, Secretary of War. Uh, Better statement would be, the Yemeni-Houthi rebels are assholes. They're pieces of shit. They're attacking our people. They're affecting our commerce. And we are going to smash them back into the Stone Age. At the very time of this writing, an aircraft carrier has launched four F-22s that are hitting key strategic targets in Yemen, uh, which will be followed by a small ground force invasion, probably the Rangers, right? And they're going to go in there. They're going to jack up everybody that's holding an AK-47 or an RPG or is inserting the key into the ignition of a pickup truck. Anybody that even remotely looks like a terrorist (laughs) piece of shit will be targeted and destroyed. This is your warning. You have one hour to grab your go bag and GTFO of Yemen because we're coming. That's, I mean, if it was me, that's what I would say if I was Secretary of War. Um, and then, you know what we would do? We would continue on with America's um, large phallus energy, and we'd just drive our little boats wherever the hell we felt like it. And we you know, at Peter Zihan, Peter Zian, Zihans that guy had a really interesting piece of content that he did the other day. Uh, He's talking about the end of American hegemony and what that looks like around the world, which is a topic I'm super interested in. And he made the comment that the reason the United States has been so involved in the Middle East over the last several decades has not been because the United States requires the oil that comes out of there. It's more like our security partners around the world require the oil that comes out of there. And now if the United States basically steps off the world stage and no longer patrols the seven seas with our Navy and no longer projects force, what does that look like in the Middle East? And he had a really interesting take on this, basically saying that at some point, Japan will become the regional power in that area. Yeah, interesting. Japan, that was his, uh, because he was looking at who has the capability to project force in the region. And he's like, you know, Turkey is not nothing. Turkey's military exceeds all the other militaries in the area combined. Uh, But Turkey doesn't have the ability to really project force, uh, especially against key players like Russia, China, et cetera. So uh, interesting piece of content, worth checking out. Some shippers like those people who put things on boats and ship them, by the way, I have it on good authority that a Caterpillar 279 skid steer will move a 40 foot shipping container. Don't ask me how I know. I just happen to know this thing. Some shippers have already reorganized (laughs) their routes to go around Africa instead of entering into the dangerous sea, which is cool because Africa, it's tiny. It's just a slight detour. So it's only 7,000 miles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Any excuse to raise the shipping rates.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The analyst says any excuse to raise the shipping rates. Yeah, it's fine. It's just an extra 7,000 miles. The oil and gas giant BP, British, British Petroleum, has issued a pause on all of its Red Sea shipments. Oil tanker group Frontline has said that its ships would be avoiding passage through that area. Maersk, where are they? They're Scandinavian, right? Maersk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maersk, one of the companies that is sending ships around Africa, issued a statement praising the formation of the Patrol Coalition saying, quote, with the line of impacted vessels building fast in the area, progressing with speed will be key for the coalition in order to minimize direct negative impact on global trade, end quote. Economic analysts cannot say yet how this might impact global trade, but there is a concern that if the disruption worsens, it could have such a cascading impact that it could potentially start a new round of worldwide inflation. Um, That sounds gay. I like, that's the last thing we need is more inflation. If I'm being perfectly honest, uh, thumbs down on that. Also, um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, there was this period around well, roughly 1914 ish. And then there was this other period of time, uh, roughly late 1930s to mid 1940s where inexplicably the world was in global upheaval and men with guns were shooting at each other. <clears throat> and if my memory serves, which I'm I'm not a betting man, but if my memory serves, global shipping at that time was also being escorted by warships. So I don't know indicator pattern of behavior, maybe something to pay attention to, because again, what happens when the Yemeni Houthi rebels decide we're going to shoot that Maersk oil tanker or Connex box carrier? Uh, and instead shoot a US destroyer, then what happens? And the answer probably for us is seeing is how the current administration literally doesn't have testicles. Uh, unless you're in Senate chambers, you know, engaged oh in God. anal rape of a fellow staffer, which is perfectly fine. We got forty six, forty six thousand hours of footage from January sixth, but we, there's no video of one dude banging another dude in the ass in the Senate chambers. That yeah, somehow that one magically disappeared. Okay, got it. Also, if you're one of those people that lets your children watch this show, I don't, I don't recommend, it, especially today. Uh, probably not a good idea. It's, it's a, it's, there's a, it's so spicy. I told you, sir. There's an
1: interesting dichotomy that you just brought up. I'm not sure. It's, I like listening to your words, uh-huh. the actual words that people are using to push across in media.
0: What are you an analyst or something? Maybe. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so our secretary, it's our secretary of defense said that we're waiting for collective action, right? Something like that. Yep. But there's a company out of Scandinavia. That's using words like coalition. Uh huh. So our governments are are, trying to push for words of like social change and political in this, but the companies are using words of war.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Like, yep. You know,
0: the messaging versus perception mm -hmm. versus reality. Yeah, that is interesting. Good, good job. Also, um, just so just a little reminder because it hasn't really been brought up in, not know, the last 30 days in the news cycle, so people have probably already forgotten. This continent of Africa that these trips, uh, these ships are now uh, going around, not exactly a peaceful region. What? No, there's, at last check, 27 different national militaries on the continent of Africa, external national militaries, yeah. not African militaries, yeah. 27 external national militaries on the continent of Africa um some of the largest of which include the united states china and russia so you know which is fine because we all get along everything's great um but then there's this entire region of northwestern africa called the sahel region it's had like 30 something military coups in the last half a year stability Stability. yes it's it's stability and so just and also another thing the somali pirates I don't know, you know, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, I don't know if you guys know this, Somalia is in Africa, and literally, Tun Tavern, the Marine Corps, was like, we got to go jack up some Somali pirates, 250 years ago, so if we're talking about patterns of behavior, it's not a new thing for certain groups within Africa to decide, we want that ship, we want that cargo We're just going to go take it. So I guess on the cost-benefit analysis, on the risk assessment, Africa is currently less risky than the Gulf of Aden and the Red Sea. Comma, I wouldn't look for that to hold because it's not exactly a threatless uh, battle space in around Africa. Okay? Okay. Somebody said Maersk is Moroccan. There's no way Mariskas. is, no. They're Danish, I think, don't they? Google it. Google it. When we say analyst, we just mean he's really good at Googling stuff. That's what we mean.
2: It's Danish.
0: Danish, that's what I said. Danish, thank you. Now, Now, do they have ships that are flagged in countries all across the, the world? Absolutely. For sure, because that's how that shit works. Um, all right. After the announcement of the joint patrols, the Houthi official Mohammed Abdul Salam said, quote, our position will not change in the direction of the Palestinian issue. Whether a naval alliance is established or not, our position in support of Palestine and the Gaza Strip will remain until the end of the siege. The entry of food and medicine and our support for the oppressed Palestinian people will remain continuous, end quote. Reuters described the Houthis as currently, quote, playing an escalating role, end quote. While Iran has denied any involvement, the U.S. holds the belief that the country's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps is actually aiding the group by helping with both the planning and execution of missile and drone attacks. The Houthis' slogan is, and this is a good slogan. Somebody uh, should get with their marketing department because these guys know what they're doing. The Houthis' slogan is, quote, death to America, death to Israel, curse the Jews, and victory to Islam.
2: I'm sure they love there's, point. To
0: the person, yeah, no there's a lot of commas in that, but it definitely, it's a one-liner. It it's wraps, one. it wraps it right up. Like yeah, they, they, they thousands to get those. I'm saying dude, like. I wonder what their website framework looks like. You know, big middle finger. <laughs> somewhere in the in the Houthi administrative building, there's a wall full of whiteboards. We're like, all right, guys, we need to boil this down. Um, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna play the branding game. We're gonna throw all these things up on the whiteboard, and we're just gonna cross off anything that doesn't really just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of Houthi nerds with pocket protectors. They're like, "Okay, guys, here's here's what we came we up with:
1: have death to,
0: death to <laughs> America. Yep, death. Everybody agrees. Death. To, okay, check. Death. <laughs> death to Israel. Okay, yep. Okay, everybody got that. Uh, curse the Jews. Yes, hundred percent. We're on board with that. And victory.
1: <laughs>
0: we, you know what? We actually. They get it. They've, they this get it. is not the first time they've seen this shit show. But um, <laughs>
2: well, it's our shit. It is. If
0: you guys want to put your chairs over here near the microphone, you're allowed to do that. That's fine. Um, but, the, you know, the thing is, like, I think we should make some, like, YouTube short content. Of yeah. like us dressed up as terrorists around the whiteboard, trying to <laughs> that, trying to come up with that the,
2: would get us the Houthi rebels.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as we put free Palestine in there, it's fine. It won't get pulled. Oh,
2: dude, I saw a video yesterday. It was literally a Palestinian dude shooting an RPG into a building with civilians, and the comments was like, "Free Palestine." This is what you get. I'm like, what? The, are you retarded? Like, um, free Palestine,
0: Trump,
2: Hamas.
0: Did a <laughs> question. Did um, the RPG blow up in his face when he <laughs> shot it? No, and, it's probably a name saw, brand. And, uh, ballistic
1: High Speed? Yeah. Oh, I watched that video yesterday.
0: And do you have a first aid kit? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just saying, if you brought an RPG to your range, but you didn't bring a first aid kit, you might be retarded. Just, I'm just... Ah, yeah, so the Houthi slogan is death to America, death to Israel, curse the Jews, and victory to Islam. So yeah, you know, words have power, but not if you're a godless heathen. So best of luck with that one. We were actually just talking about uh curses earlier, uh off camera. And the thing to know with curses is that shit doesn't matter if you don't receive it. They're like there's something to that, like I'm rubber, you're glue, what bounces off <laughs> me sticks to you thing <laughs> from childhood. It's Does like if they were right, yeah, be, be rubber, bro. It's like that's cute. Um, be
2: water my friends be be,
0: be water <laughs> um is the, yeah. dylan carson wants to know if the rpg kit is out yet yes <laughs> it's a bucket full of burn tech dressings yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a whole, whole lot of
0: elusive <laughs> dressings we actually have a, a burn kit yeah yeah we, we we have it bob will put it in the chat because he's Chief operating officer,
2: Um, you
0: know, listen, if you made it 15 minutes into this brief and you're not subscribed, uh, you know, good on you. If you'd like to be subjected to this type of ridiculous torture on a daily basis, subscribe, ring the little bell icon, do all that stuff. And those of y'all that are already subscribed, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. I don't think um, I don't think based upon the throttling that uh, we're gonna make it to 200,000 before the end of the year because that's like 5,000 more people in the next 10 days. And I've noticed a really interesting thing with YouTube here lately. It doesn't matter what I do, I can't get more than 20,000 views. That not more than 20, it doesn't matter. And check this out. One of my Bible videos got pulled down for violating YouTube community standards.
2: There it is.
0: I'm like, that's cool. That's all right. So also, um, link in the description for Patreon, just alternate platform. Also alternate YouTube channel is the blue collar president. So if you're not subscribed to the blue collar president, that's also me. We use that as an alternate YouTube channel. Um, for when like YouTube gives me community strikes, I go over there and I do stuff over there while waving middle fingers at the algorithm. So Should be getting my updated HSA card tomorrow. How long is the end of the year sale going? Until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Until the end of the year. 1 Jan 24, it will no longer exist.
1: We have a marketing team
0: similar to Hamas. <laughs> <laughs> <We're straight similar. laughs> oh my goodness. Uh let's see. Of course, the show is brought to you by the creator of the universe, Yahoo your Elohim. The fine people over at Patreon. And um Refuge medical. It's a uh, it's a tiny little business that I'll probably talk to you about later. Uh, this is interesting. The Fourteenth Amendment. You guys see what's been happening in Colorado? Yep, mm. yep. yep. And so it begins. Our turn. <laughs>
2: we start taking Joe Biden off the ballot every
0: other state. <laughs> so, I, honest question. I don't know the answer to. Okay, so he's not on the ballot. Trump's not on the ballot. Right, right. Can you write him in? You
1: cannot, because he's not on the ballot, because he was disqualified from being on it. So the write-ins will not count.
0: So here's the argument for that, though. If uh, he's disqualified based upon the 14th Amendment and supporting an insurrection, why is it that at the federal level, he was not charged with supporting an insurrection?
1: he he, He could have even been charged with it. He was never convicted of
0: it. Right. So, he was never convicted of it. So, does that make grounds for the federal government, not that they would, to tell Colorado state government, you're full of shit, you have to put him on the ballot?
1: Yeah, there's, like, talk about the Supreme Court, actually, just, like, this is going to go up, Uh obviously. Um, I'm worried less about the actuals of, like, he's going to be on the ballot. There's no way this is going to stand. But this is going to, this is kicking off so much more social than, like, that's the piece that you need to watch the social piece of it and how people spin that.
0: I think it was the, uh, executive of NBC, the president of NBC in like 2016. I was listening to a podcast this morning. They were talking about it. Said something to the effect of, um, Trump love him or hate him. He's great for ratings. Yeah. Right. And it got like, that's, we know this. We, we lived, we all, everybody in this room lived through four years of Trump. Right. Um, But, of course, the propaganda machine is spinning up. If you were the the mass media or legacy media or mainstream media, pick your your term, um, of course you want Trump back in the limelight because it helps your relevance, which is shrinking by the day, which then got me thinking about social media and micro-influencers, right? Because it used to be, if you wanted to get your message out, you went on The Tonight Show. Nobody watches that shit anymore, nor should they. Um, so it makes me wonder now, and we note, like, for example, meta was clearly influenced by the FBI, yep. right? What? Push this agenda. Don't push that agenda. Still to this day, this platform, uh, YouTube slash Google clearly influenced by the world health organization and, uh, national institutes for health and
1: our executive
0: branch and the executive <laughs> branch. Okay. So that's why certain nar- narratives are being amplified. Yep. And certain narratives are being squashed. The information battle space is gonna get interesting, I think, in the next, more interesting, in the next 12 months leading up to the election. Um, I mean, you can't, you can, but you'll get demonetized. If you talk about Trump too long, you talk about COVID-19 too long on YouTube, they'll demonetize you. And a lot of people, and it makes sense, Most people aren't content creators, so they don't understand what that means. When something gets demonetized, it's not that I give a shit about the four cents that YouTube is going to get me for talking at the camera. I don't. It's how the algorithm works. The algorithm doesn't touch demonetized content. And the algorithm runs in seven-day periods, and it takes 10 days in order to appeal a demonetization decision. So essentially what's happening is a shadow ban when something is demonetized because that means now algorithmically that content will not be promoted because it's not monetized, which and it takes ten days to appeal that decision, while the algorithm moves in seven days cycles. So even if you win your appeal and your monetization is restored by that point, the algorithm has moved on, and so it's a it's a backend metric, a backend uh, mechanism that YouTube uses to suppress certain narratives on their platform. While saying that you're just under review, the language that they use on the YouTube content creator, what they call the studio, is you're under review. We don't know if you've done anything wrong. It's okay. Our team's investigating it. We'll get back to you. And it's very non-confrontational language. When the fact of the matter is what they're doing is they they have their bots. They have their AI that just scoops up all this information that comes out of people's mouths. And if there's a single trigger word, keyword said, during any time during that broadcast, mm-hmm. it immediately goes into review, which means it's now demonetized. The algorithm doesn't touch it. And by the time they decide that you were allowed to say, make the sounds with your mouth that you made, the algorithm has already moved on. So, from, really from the Blaze Media. Do-do-do. do do a bunch of people here, apparently. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, yeah, I guess it is. 1458 people from the blaze media every american should be troubled rfk jr comments on colorado supreme court's move to block trump from primary ballot written by alex nitzberg yesterday 19 december 23 democratic turned independent presidential candidate robert f kennedy jr said that all americans should feel troubled by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision that former president Donald Trump should be blocked from appearing on the presidential primary ballot in every state. Quote, every American should be troubled by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove president Trump from the ballot. End quote. Kennedy tweeted. Uh, do, you, do you tweet? Do you still tweet even though it's X now?
2: Yeah. Is that, or do you
0: X? <laughs> I've, I've never been on this platform. Uh, yeah. I downloaded it for a day. Honestly,
1: on it, Dudley.
0: Dudley's on the Dudley would know he's in the chat. Dudley, do you, is it still tweeting or do you x now did you you x i x'd i x did it what how do you conjugate that verb i don't i don't that's not a verb it's
2: a letter that's the struggle here is nothing is real anymore. (laughs) oh my gosh can you imagine like an nlv or niv here in 10 years like like, and jesus was bussing for real for real no cap no cap And he said, "For show, for show." It's gonna be terrible. Oh my god! I xed on Twitter.
0: <laughs> That's what Dunley said. Uh, uh, I xed on. T- <laughs> no, no way. Ask a question. Okay, Kennedy tweeted, "The court has deprived him a, of a consequential right without having been convicted of a crime. This was done without an evidentiary hearing in which he is given the basic right of confronting his accusers." End quote. He wrote, "Quote: It's time to trust the voters." Uh, it is up to the people to decide who the best candidate is, not the courts, the people. That's Democracy 101, he noted. It's time now. You know, here, yeah, now it's time to, to trust the voters. Um, I was thinking about this on the drive in this morning into the bunker, 42 foot below the ground. Yes, ever since we put that blast door in, the drive is way better. We have a long ramp that just runs in. The biggest challenge that we had was because the bunker's so far below ground with the blast doors is, is the water. Yeah, the signal. Well, the signal's tough, but we just hard piped it in. Um, shielded Cat6, no big
1: deal.
0: Try to hack us
2: now, nerds.
0: I was actually a <laughs> different rabbit hole. I was talking to a guy the other day about how difficult it is to hack a fiber line and keep it in service so that there's no disruption in service while you're tapping a fiber line and they were like what and i was like it can be done it is completely possible it's it can be done it is very difficult it's very difficult very and so if you find somebody
2: yes it is hard it can has and will be done
1: it's Uh,
0: yeah yeah (laughs) it's not hard for storms Cause he's like an epic level nerd. Yeah, yeah, he's like the Gandalf of nerds. You nerd walk
2: around with biscuit cans on your ears all day long. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed on TikTok. Like, governmentally, stop. You don't count. <laughs> so it's not hard at all to hack the space station. I what? <laughs> he goes. You, but sh- you haven't. <laughs> Anyway,
0: the water intrusion at 42 foot below grade is really difficult, especially when you make a ramp of earth down to the blast doors. And so the biggest issue that we had was making sure that we had sufficient water removal through a pair of EMP proof, eight inch um, electric hydraulic water pumps and then a uh, basically a, uh, a French drain around the bunker that had to be installed to pull all the water out and evacuate it and the cool thing is we can you know triple reverse osmosis that thing yeah i just it like, off in the berkey yeah put that into the cistern yeah. then it yeah but it was very challenging um so on the the ride in this morning different rabbit hole uh who cares what the hell i was thinking cuz i actually forgot anyway um oh the voters yeah i was thinking about how does one become an activist and then, so that got me thinking, right? These people have free time. Why do they have free time? Because somebody has bought their time. Yep. Yeah. And so part of that is these governmental programs of like, oh, you have a pulse, here's money, here's healthcare, you have a right to healthcare. You don't have a right to shit. You don't even have right to the air that's in your lungs. That's a gift from the creator. Like, oh, cause you're you're that good of a person, you deserve, insert thing here, got it. You're self-focused, mm-hmm. tracking nobody deserves shit but somebody bought their time so that they could go be an activist right so they're funded from somewhere uh, I'll just and then I started thinking about here we go goodbye channel the revolutionary war Uh-oh. and there's a especially right now because Bob you were talking about the dirty civilian movement uh-huh. yesterday and I think that's super interesting because everybody's worried about Hamas sleeper cells. Wait till the normies go active. Like the, the normal flag waving, beard drinking, John Deere driving, pickup truck, country yeah, music. Yeah. Wait till wait till the dirty civilians go active. And if you don't think the FBI doesn't have a database the size of this room full of normies, yeah, you're, you're full of it. Um,
2: Guys, there are rednecks who literally make it their duty to kill stuff under thermals at least once a week. Yeah, for fun. For yep. fun. For fun. They're, and they got to teach their six-year-old to do it. For funsies. It's, time. Yep. it's just time that he it's knows. It's just time. It's just time. <laughs> yeah. Little
0: Jethro needs some nods.
2: It's like,
0: okay, y'all have fun. Be safe out there. You're going to take the elevator or the stairs? take the stairs Six. it's good for you get your Six. steps in get
2: your, get your 638 steps in.
0: <laughs> um so but during the revolutionary war there's a lot of people who like to focus on the the need for the military and military veterans uh you know ground force operations things like that taking nothing away from that 100 who bought their muskets who bought their powder who bought their ball who bought their wool blankets, who fed them, who produced the hardtack, all of that. It was the merchant class. Mm. And so then again, asymmetrically, why the war on the merchant class? If I was expecting there to be, I don't know, a revolution, predictively programming that through, you know, leave the world behind and the new Civil War movie that's coming out and all of that. um, I should probably, if I was the big bay, make sure that the merchant class was as unproductive as possible, maybe I could do that in 2019 by giving the whole world the flu and then basically doing a huge transfer of wealth from small business that traditionally represents 60 to 70% of the country's GDP to a handful of large businesses, all of whom are in lockstep with me uh, being the, the leader of the big bay that I'm coercing through ESG, right? And what do they call it now? DEI and all that shit. Just a thought. And so to everybody out there who's in the merchant class, myself being one of those people, um, you might start thinking about, what do I I need to be doing? How many times do I have to say on this show, 12 to 15 men? 12 to 15 trained men. What does that look like? Eh, That's for you to figure out. There's enough information out there. There's enough people who know out there, 12 to 15 men, and it's not... (laughs) Boys and gerbils it's not just rifles and magazines and ammo you know i actually know what sizes all of my guys wear because they need pants they need tops they need socks they need boots this time of year they need fleece toboggan caps so that their little heads don't get cold and gloves gloves is huge right and they need gloves and then rucksacks and then sustainment kit and sleep gear and blah 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 and, and Nav, I have a freaking compass in my pocket, in my jacket, in the bunker. I know where I am. There's a Silva Ranger in my pocket. Nice, right? So, because is just trying to out EDC you on the internet.
2: But, yeah. but do you have paracord? Bro? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dad smoked us yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so
2: you guys don't carry 50 foot of twine or paracord
0: at all. <laughs> yeah, you have no cordage. <laughs> Anyway, so all that to say, what? Why? why did we dive into that rabbit hole? Because Trump may or may not be on the ballot for 2024. And what happens if he's not? Civil unrest much, people? Which gets back to your area of operations. Oh, um, let's do a shameless plug. In the store right now is um, we have a... Refuge class coming up the 5th and 6th of May. Let me see if I can find the link. And in the morning, you're going to put it in? Bob's going to put the link in. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's just teamwork makes the dream work. Um, In the morning, about the first six hours of the day, we're doing um, an amalgamation, a mashup of Responder 1 and Responder 2. So, March E algorithm and then scenario based training as individuals and as teams. And then, oh, what's up, Magic Prepper? Hey, Magic, text me. Get your ass to class May 5th and 6th. Okay, Bear. All right, cool. Good talk.
2: See all that gun work you've been doing. On oh
0: shit! Let's put it to the test. On F- force, on force. One point five nine second draw time, yeah. clean reload. But Let's snack you can do that. With my t-shirt on. on the reholster. You'll have that. I might, I might be paying attention to your Instagram. Um, but May fifth and sixth in the morning, first six hours of the day, we're doing responder one, responder two. In the afternoon, we are doing the first ever prepper classroom live. Uh, with myself and some special guests. And uh, we're going to do a four hour block of instruction on the prepper classroom. And part of what's going to be in there is your AO, your area of operations, and Mm -hmm. how to begin to understand how to analyze your area of operations, okay? So Bob just put that link in the store. There's 25 seats day one, the 5th of May. There's 25 seats day two, the 6th of May. Uh, Don't be an ass. Come to class.
2: And just so you all know, we specifically dropped the price of the class to make it more obtainable for y'all. Because a lot of people are like, I can't afford the class right now and the travel. And so we figured it'd be better if people knew how to not die and prepare than if we like made some money, yo so
0: hurry up there's not that many slots yep and uh hurry up. per the market we could have usually charged double what we're charging we're not doing that that's um yeah th- there's a benefit to not having a full-time dedicated training staff which then creates salaries and opex that have to be supported all the time and so we get to train when we want to now not because we have to now so um,
2: State said refuge, medical training, resume. I think you meant resume. And if you did, just email me. I'll talk to you about credentials. Uh, we're not going to teach you anything we don't know. How about that? Good deal? Good yeah,
0: deal. yeah. Yeah. Um Anyway, uh, and if he, if you meant, is it resuming? Yes. yes. The 5th and 6th of May, 2024. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 DIY and review guy. What's going on? last article I wanted to look at today. Oh, but okay. So the whole point of the RFK thing was, uh, yeah, Trump's off the ballot currently in Colorado, and that's kind of a canary in the coal mine for a handful of other six or so air quote battleground States, all of which are dominated by Democrats. So we'll see what happens. And then, uh, from RT Russia today, Pentagon concerned with the cost of repelling the Houthi attacks, according to Politico, the U.S. has launched Operation Prosperity Guardian, attempting to curb Yemeni rebels assaulting assaults on ships in the Red Sea. First of all, who picked this op name? Prosperity Guardian? I, keep
2: economy
1: Prosperity.
0: Prosperity. I would call it Operation Bleeding Turbans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would call it. Just so we're all on the same page. Hey, what, what's the deal, boss? What are we doing? Hey, what's the op called? <laughs> okay. Just cool. so we're
1: all on the same Just, page. Uh, the op name is Prime Directive. Got it. Oh, <laughs>
0: cool, <laughs> yeah. <cool>. Yep. <laughs> Refer to op name. <laughs> what's the Commander's intent? Refer oh, okay. to op name. <laughs> all right. Pentagon officials are worried about the growing cost of the US to the US of countering Yemeni Houthi drone and missile attacks. I'm going to sneeze. In the Red Sea, Politico reported on Wednesday, the report comes after several major freight companies suspended travel through the route, citing concerns over the safety of their vessels. The U.S. Navy has shot down 38 drones and several missiles over the Red Sea in the past two months, according to the U.S. Department of Defense. Now, this is asymmetric warfare, and this is important to understand because the cost of one of those drones as compared to the cost of one of those missiles to intercept those drones, it's a huge disparity between costs. I'm also willing to bet that the United States has a huge disparity in GDP versus Yemen. But, comma, there's this meme that's been going around on the interwebs. And I agree with it. If they, the big they, have enough money to fight two wars at the same time, they're taxing you too much. And I'm like, I'm all on board with that. Now, don't get me wrong. I like national defense. Like, I just said, I would name this op Operation Bleeding Turbans. That's what I would name it. Um, but get in there, get the job done, get back out again. All this nation-building crap was special interest Halliburton and ExxonMobil and government contracts to, you know, win hearts and minds after we killed everybody. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Again, this is why you need a Secretary of War. FAFO. You launch a single drone against a U.S.-flagged vessel. Your country will cease to exist. F-A.
2: Good job, Badger.
0: F-O. Badger gets somebody?
2: Yeah, he got him before I was. Dude was being all the way a racist.
0: Oh, good job. Against our brother. Houthi militants have stepped up attacks on shipping in the region amid the escalating Israel-Hamas conflict in Gaza. With the death toll of the Palestinians, reportedly nearing 20,000 armed groups have vowed to continue their assaults until the Israel aggression against their steadfast brothers in the Gaza Strip stops. Blah, 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 doo ba doo ba doo ba The most likely method to be used in pairing Houthi strikes is expected to be the standard missile 2 with a range of 92 to 130 nautical miles, and costing $2.1 million each to shoot down a drone. The other available tools for the job, the evolved Sea Sparrow missiles or airburst rounds are likely to have too limited of a range, said Politico's sources. Quote, my guess is the destroyers are shooting SM-2s for as long as they can. They are not in the business of taking chances on hostile targets getting close. The exter- experts estimate that the suicide drones deployed by the Hoosties cost $2,000 at most. So that's a 1001 cost disparity. The U.S. Navy doesn't seem to have a cheaper option than what it's using now, said Samuel Bendett, an advisor with the Center for Naval Analysis adding that driving down the cost of such defenses is essential in the long term. Israel Israel unleashed, uh, I think they call it the Iron Sword, a laser-based air defense system that they've been working on that allegedly wasn't supposed to be ready to go yet.
2: Freaking laser
0: beams. It's a freaking laser beam, dude. <laughs> and uh, it appears to be working. So, V shall see. Now, the Houthis, Yemen, they're backed by who? Iran. Who also backs who? Hezbollah. Who also backs who? Hamas. Iran backed by who? Russia. Again, not that there isn't and hasn't been contention in the Middle East, but if I was the Russians, this would be a great time to kick all this shit off because it keeps the United States involved in a second theater. They're fighting a two-front war now. And as we've seen, not exactly going great for the Ukrainians right now, as far as their military prowess on the battlefield. And Russia's special military operation seems to be working. Um, although Russia has said that uh, in recent uh, press releases, they, they expect the war, the special military operation could take an additional six or seven years to take all of Ukraine. And I Will it? I don't know. I think the reason that was said was to exacerbate the war fatigue that people are already feeling over Ukraine. It's my opinion.
2: we said breathing fire from the Temple Mount might mean lasers. Watch <laughs> <laughs> this.
0: Mm. It might. Or it might mean fire.
2: Yep.
0: It, it might mean fire. Um, I'm going to pee. While I pee, Bob's going to tell you about Refuge Medical dot com
2: what's up so, all you cats
0: and kittens Bear, uh, sent me a message on Instagram
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I think we're gonna we are gonna get some cheap Chinese tourniquets yeah. and we're gonna sell them as a package deal the cheap Chinese tourniquet also comes with a $100 108 flowers <laughs> or 1-800 flowers gift card um, it comes with a Book of Common Prayer, yep. so you know how to pray at the funeral. Yep. And it comes with a, um, it comes with an urn, so you nice. can put the ashes of your loved one in it. Nice.
2: Two
0: hundred seventy nine bucks. Easy
2: peasy. Ten
0: dollar tourniquet, and then everything you need after the ten dollar tourniquet. Right. You save that money. You save that money, right? So we'll just package deal it. Same Wouldn't price be as bear For us to sell them any other
1: way. That's
0: true. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. You need this package. We're gonna call it the China kit. The China kit. Yeah. And we'll put it inside of like a, a 40 Denny or nylon bag, which has like been stitched we'll make sure, together
1: by a toddler. We'll make sure to burn some plastic and put it in the package yeah. so it smells like Guangdong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up all you boys and girls? Um, I'm going to talk to you about Refuge Medical. So right now we've got... The end of the year blowout sale, man. And the reason we're doing this sale is not because we want to discount our stuff, but rather because we have a bunch of stuff that we don't want to necessarily have for inventory at the end of the year. So we don't get taxed on it again Uh, because that is lame. Uh, So with that crash kits, smash kits, OSHA compliance kits, dude, we got a few left. I definitely recommend it. People were asking me the other day what the best vehicle is, kit is. It is 100% the crash kit with crash pack. Just given the fact that, like, not only could you render aid to yourself with that crash pack on the, on the headrest, but you also could respond to an accident and have a fully comprehensive first aid kit. Also, if you got stranded in your vehicle, there's capability in the kit to take care of you. Um, and it's just a really good kit. We designed it around Baja racers that were flying at like 120 miles per hour through the desert. So I think it'll work on the commute to work. Um, TJ already mentioned the training guys. I cannot stress to you enough. I stretched it to 30 slots per training. That's 60 people. All right. You shared it on Patreon yesterday. Yep. How many people are on your Patreon? Two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So few thousand, there's 1500 people, 1600 people here right now. There's 60 slots in training. I recommend that you take a pause for the cause right now and go get your slot because it will most likely be sold out before I'd start my live stream at the Refuge side here in a few hours. And uh, Badger is sharing it in the chat right now. Dudley has it exactly right. Get in where you fit in. If you guys actually want to train your skills, right, it's one thing to have stuff, right? Stuff is cool, but if you don't know how to use stuff, you're you're fooling and lying to yourself right i don't know why you're kidding yourself but you have to get reps and sets in and sometimes it really helps to go and learn from people who have been doing this stuff and so we're gonna offer the opportunity to do some tac med we're also gonna offer the opportunity to do some scenario based training some force on force elements because you know everybody wants to be mr cool guy until you realize getting shot sucks a lot (laughs) like a lot a lot right So it gives you a new perspective and it helps you shatter that paradigm. And then you get to literally learn about preparedness from one of the best preppers on the freaking internet. Like I don't, this is the first time we're ever doing this. It's the bear independent channel. This is a bear independent class. You guys got to get on this. I don't know why you're not already buying it out. Moose run coffee says sounds awesome. Yeah. It is awesome.
0: First ever prepper classroom live.
2: Yeah. First First ever, ever, ever. Right. Um, I have refuge medical tourniquets and a few other supplies, excellent products and fast service. Yeah, we really pride ourselves on our customer service and on the fact that we are human beings that care about you. We are not much for China now, time. Right. Yesterday at like 10 o'clock, I found this stupid first aid kit company that in this ad, <laughs> Meditech kits. Metatech kits. Oh my God. Everybody should go there and just get a good laugh. So full. Just troll them. Uh, in one of their ads, the lady says, here's a chest seal to help prevent tension. And I'm like, what? What What does that even mean? And so I commented, I'm like, by tension, did you mean pneumothorax? And by pneumothorax, did you mean a tension pneumothorax, which a chest seal can cause, not prevent? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and so this is another another great example of Chinese companies coming in to teach you, to not teach you, to misinform you and give you a false sense of security. Here at Refuge, we invest countless hours and tens, now hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach you guys. We put up playlist after playlist, after video, after blog, after feed of information for free for you because we want you to not die. That's it. That's it. Here's a fun fact. We make about negative dollars on YouTube. It costs me on average around $300. That's like a low produced video on YouTube is what it costs. And I make like $12. So, you know, I'm only up negative $288. So, you know, you do the math. But with that, we have seen people write in time and time again. They said, hey, I watched this video. Hey, I was on this live stream. I learned this. And then I used it. It was a car accident. My grandma fell down the stairs. My kid fell and sliced their arm open. Um, you know, even to law enforcement officers, hey, I was in a shootout. Hey, you know, I was in this place that didn't exist with these people that were never there, and this thing that never happened occurred, right? And so we're testing our gear, and we're constantly innovating inside of this space because it's it's adapt or die, guys. It turns out the tachmet is not the same as it was 60 years ago. If you could believe me, I, I don't know. The cravat isn't the same; uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's just not cutting anymore. So pay attention to industry professionals that actually give a shit about you and are learning day in day out. I was literally like just studying the industry last night till fricking 11:30 to make sure I had good info for y'all. Um, this was
0: no, That's a this, sweet product, right? But this in uh, white. Was was the thing that medics had. If you were a medic in World War II and then into the Korean War, you had cravats, you had bandages, and you had cornstarch. And don't forget sticks. Sticks. And And you had sticks. The classic stick. This is what you had. Now, this will work. I can do a lot of cool things with this if I know how to use this. It won't work if you don't. And for some reason with trauma medicine everybody plans to improvise which is a plan to fail instead of carrying real equipment on them and so you're right it has come a long way dude if if a medic showed up on the battlefield today's medic showed up on
2: the battlefield world war ii they wouldn't even know they wouldn't like it would literally blow they, they would think it was an angel yeah. they would be like, how do you keep saving these people? And well, it's like a cat gen seven.
1: Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, <to be>
2: <laughs> well,
0: and do you want, like, so M1 Garand, good gun, right? 30 out six, eight round uh, uh, clip, right? Yep. Actual clip, not a magazine, an actual <laughs> clip. Um, good gun. Do you want to go into a battle today with an M1 Garand? No. No, I, I'd rather not. No. Right. Web gear, like, all that stuff. Could you? Yeah, you could. Would it work? Sure. It would work. I think I'd rather have uh, AR-15 and a bunch of 30-round magazines. So you things weirdo. change. I know. Things you, change. You weird. Sorry. You
2: modernist. A <laughs> um, couple things in the chat I want to bring up, and I'll pass it back to the boss man. Um, so with that, Texas Sheep Lady brings up something great. So the night of the 5th, we have training on the 5th and on the 6th. On the night of the 5th, which is I believe is a Sunday, we're going to have a big house party. And we're going to have some awesome people there. We'll have like some mini speakers and stuff. Uh, we'll have a, maybe a dance breakout party. There'll be badass food, all that good stuff. Maybe we'll spin a sheep over a fire. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see if we can find anybody with sheep. It's hard around here. More. Oh, my Just gosh. That. Look at that. See? Oh the father provided, right? All food. All food. Um, and so uh, if you guys want to come hang out with the refuge team, if you want to come hang out with the bear independent team, right? Go for the fifth, right? Or if you're going to go to class on the sixth because the fifth is sold out, just make sure you come a day early, right? Or come for the evening that thereof. You're still invited, right? If you're a Refuge Nation person, you're invited to it. Um, And then I saw Mark, right? I think it was Mark. Buddy just picked up uh, five slots for the class this morning, and that's going to be a thing. People are literally going to buy, like, five slots, so you have to go and get it now. Bring your own cardboard for breakdancing. No, we'll provide the cardboard. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we, we like that. Um, yeah, for breakdancing, for the break. Oh, we got a whole yeah. stack of it, right? Yeah, we, dude, we're up. We're so up. And Moose Run Coffee said, I'll supply the coffee for the oh, hangout, so there you go. There you go. Mark Chase, I just signed up for the class in May. Yeah, guys, you gotta go sign up now because you're you're fixing to run out of spots. And yes, someone was dry-fired in the background, because of course. Why no. You don't are you not we dry-fired? We gotta keep right the now?
0: bunker protected, bro. Uh let's see. What else do we talk about? today? Oh, yeah. Um Let's see, Refuge Ruckus, that's coming up. 65 of y'all badasses have already signed up to join us in Fort Smith, Arkansas, to ruck through Fort Smith, Arkansas. The capacity of that venue is 400, so I would love it if the rest of y'all would get off your ass and go to RefugeRuckus.com and come hang out with us. It's an easy ruck, y'all. It's a 5K, right? And you can carry as many pounds or LBs or whatever you want. Um there are categories from uh, ten pounds up to fifty plus pounds. I'm carrying fifty point five pounds because the average weight of an average traffic child is one hundred and one pounds. So I'm carrying half, and another brother is carrying half. And um, so it's it's a uh, guys. I've been told by three different doctors now. I should. Uh, hey, your beautiful wife is here with her arms crossed. You're probably in trouble. Oh, you are in trouble. Get out of here. <laughs> Hi, sorry. You're right. It's not my fault, but I'm still sorry. Love y'all. Have a blessed day. Yeah, I'll be back. I gotta talk to you about stuff. Yeah, I'll be here. All right, cool. Um. But uh, anyway, so RefugeRuckus.com, GrindstoneMinistries.com. If uh, you need a Bible, come see us at GrindstoneMinistries.com. Shoot us an email. Uh, we'll uh, admin at to Grindstone Ministries. Just tell me where to send you a Bible. If you can't afford one, I'll send you one. I don't need to know all the reasons why you can't afford one. I don't need the backstory. I don't need any of that. I just need to know where to send it to you. Um, and then Caleb House, Caleb with the K, Caleb. House.org. It is uh, it is the end of the year, and apparently end-of-year giving accounts for upwards of 80% of funding for most 501c3s. That just irks me. Um, the idea, and I'll be honest with you, the idea of coming to you all with my handout <laughs> saying, please give me money, just, ugh, ah, just, just can't. Like, either my God is God or he's not. Like, he's either in charge of everything or he's not, which is why I tell y'all if the spirit moves you, come see us at Caleb House. If it doesn't, no hard feelings. There are plenty of other organizations out there that need your help too. And my job. Part of my job with Caleb House is to get on here and talk to you all about it, knowing that at some point uh, the sustainment plan for Caleb House is going to have to grow outside of my circle of influence here on the Bear Independent Channel. and so. um, But I also know that's all in due time from the father, his time, his plan, and I need to just be a good steward of what he puts in our hands now to use that to further the mission of rescuing and restoring kiddos. And so that's what we're doing at Caleb House. And if that's something that resonates with you, come see us. And if it's something that doesn't, or if you're already tapped, you're already supporting another ministry or whatever, that's fine too. Uh, There's no shame in that. You can pray for us. We'd really appreciate it. We do some really sketchy shit. Um, We have a bunch of people that are in the process of restoration and the victim services teams absolutely need prayer. The people who are, in the res- restoration process, absolutely need prayer. The administrators, the field teams who are out there making sure that bad shit happens to bad people, they absolutely need the covering of prayer. So, again, if the Spirit moves you, lift us up. And if it doesn't, please don't. <laughs> please please don't. If the Spirit does not move you, don't even put my name in your mouth. Please. Because um, I just don't want to be involved with any of that. And the other thing I would ask you with uh, Caleb House is I only have so much reach, but y'all, there's way more y'all than me. If you could please tell other people about Caleb House and what we're doing, not what we're talking about, not we just made a movie that dropped about human trafficking, not what we're doing. I would really appreciate it. And in that, when you're on your socials, when you're out there interacting with people on Instagram and Facebook and all that, if you're know if you a fan of the Sean Ryan show, tell Sean Ryan to check out Caleb House. If you're a fan of the Joe Rogan show, tell Joe Rogan to check out Caleb House. If you're a fan of uh, Real AF, tell Andy Frazella to check out Caleb House. If you're a fan of Ed Milet, tell Ed Milet to check out Caleb House. There's a lot more of y'all than there are of me. And I feel like a freaking broken record sometimes. And I, I frankly, I hate it. If it was up to me in a perfect world, then my will be done. <laughs> if it was my will be done, I'd hit the Powerball, I'd have a billion dollars and I would do whatever I wanted to do as quietly as possible. And you'd never hear me say the words Caleb House again. That is not Yah's will, at least not at this time. So you and I get to have these conversations every day. And that's what I got for today. That's what I've got for today. Let's, uh, let's talk to the father. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, father. Yeah. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for allowing to wake up with air in our lungs Thank you for convicting us to do your will to the best of our ability. And thank you for empowering us to be able to do that. Father, you pour out your spirit on all flesh. Please convict us to walk in your ways. Teach us by the example of your son how to walk in your ways. Father, give us wisdom and discernment that we would know right from wrong. And we would execute on the things you need us to execute on and that we would flee from the things you don't need us to execute on. Father, give us strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach to be your hands and feet. And be it your will, do all of that with an extra helping of peace that we might be in the world, but that we're not of the world, and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Put a hedge around us because we're idiots. And we don't know what the hell we're doing half the time. <laughs> we, we need you. We need you so bad. Father, please continue to bless our little businesses and our little ministries and our little community and our little channel and our, our little hands and the work that comes forth from them, that whatever we would do would be glorifying to you and that people would see us and see you through us that we could serve as a conduit or a pipe for you and how awesome you are. But thank you for redeeming us by the blood of your son that we could come back into the house again, be part of the family again. Thank you for loving us from the foundation of the world. And that it's not an accident that we're here fearfully and wonderfully made for this time. Thank you for creating us in your image. Because you are a warrior and a loving father that many of us grew up without those examples. So thank you for being good to us, even though we don't deserve it. Father, anything that comes against us today that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Keep us filled up. Keep us backstopped. Give us left and right limits to execute righteously on your will. I left all these people up and lay them at your feet and ask that you would protect them today, provide for them today, and bless them today. I ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Unit 717 says, I need the scriptures. GrindstoneMinistries.com you can get them there at our cost, and if the wallet is non-permissive right now, just email us, admin at grindstoneministries.com, and we will send you one at no cost, and that goes for any of y'all listening, any of y'all. We are blessed that we get to buy scriptures by the pallet now. And for those that don't know, maybe maybe you're endeavoring to do a thing, and it just Is really scary and it doesn't make sense, and you're not sure, you're looking for a little bit of confirmation. Three years ago, the father told me to buy a case of scriptures. So I priced the case of scriptures. It's two hundred and fourteen dollars and eighty cents. And I said, Okay, father, I don't have two hundred and fourteen dollars and eighty cents. It's praying. I said, But if you put it in my hand, I will do this prayed that prayer, and I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. I had a notification that somebody, one of y'all, I will never know who, it was anonymous, PayPal'd me $215. And the note said, I don't know why I'm sending you this, but you do. And I hadn't mentioned to anybody, including my wife, I needed 215 bucks. And boom, there it was in my bank account the following morning. And so I bought a case of scriptures. I said, "Let this case of scriptures be a blessing." And since then, we've given away more than six thousand copies. How many,
1: more, how many loaves has that made?
0: Oh my yeah, God! Right? I have no idea. Like that's it. Like I have no idea. <laughs> and if, and if we have to burn some money to buy another pallet of scriptures to give away. Praise Yah. Whose money is it anyway? It's not mine. I just get to be a steward of it. And so if you're, if you're out there concerned, afraid that you're not going to get what you need, maybe this thing, this course of action that the Father has convicted you on to, step off into it's really scary and you don't see the provision son you're not supposed to see the provision it's not faith if you know what every step looks like and you know where this thing ends it doesn't require trust for you to follow him if you know the end before the beginning that's the father allows me to see sometimes one step ahead why so that I can navigate, so that I know where we're going next. And when I start getting close to that one step ahead, he starts showing me what the next step looks like and the next step looks like. And it's really hard to put the Holy Spirit onto a spreadsheet. It's really hard to graph conviction or to put it into a Gantt chart. It's really hard.
1: It follows through with that. Some I heard recently, it's not submission. If you agree,
0: hmm. Wow, damn, it's not submission. If you agree, it's a great word. So, let this be of a little bit of encouragement to you. Just because the thing's scary and it doesn't make sense, doesn't mean it's not from y'all. And take a take a page from Elijah sometimes a nap and a snack helps a lot <laughs> sometimes you just gotta yeah. sleep in a cave for a little bit eat some bread <laughs> like all right y'all what next and that whole conversation with elijah and the creator was like i'm scared and so y'all's like here's a whirlwind you scared of that no i'm still here here's a fire you scared of that no i'm still here you here's a storm you scared of that no i'm still here all right so what's left Fear me. Oh, got it. I I am the fire. I am the storm. I am the whirlwind. These are nothing to me. But you, Elijah, are everything to me. And I need you to understand that so that you can go do what I made you for. So just because you don't know what the end looks like, just because you're scared, you're afraid, congratulations, you're in good company. But don't let that keep you from doing the thing. Go do the thing. I never wanted to start Caleb House. Caleb House was not my idea. It was Yah's idea. and He and I had a lot of conversation about this. Mostly stemmed around, hey, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. But Yah does. And I know him and I've got him. So I'll leave you with that today. Go get after it. Whatever that thing is that the father has convicted you to do, go get after it. You see this bandied about in Christendom. If he be for us, who can be against us? Live that because his word will not return to him void. He doesn't say shit just to say it. He's not like men. His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. He doesn't run his mouth. It's kind of a big deal when he speaks. I don't know if you've read the Bible, but it's kind of a big deal when the creator speaks. And therefore, if he speaks, if he's told you what to do, do it. And do not fear those who can kill the body, but fear that, fear him who can destroy the soul. You answer only to Yahuwah, your Elohim. Everything else is just (sighs) make-believe. I hope y'all have an awesome day. I'm out. See you when I see you. Shalom. (laughs)